show called Let's Talk Homeschool. I'm Davis, and I have a guest today, Sherry Seligson, author of several Apologia Science courses. This is the show where we talk about everything homeschooling, the who, what, when, where, why, and how. We want to affirm and encourage you in the decision to homeschool. We want to challenge and inspire you to take it all to new heights, and we want to celebrate everything you get to experience along the way in this adventure of a lifetime. This podcast is sponsored by Apologia Educational Ministries. Go to Apologia.com, a great place to explore creation. Like I said, today's show is titled Creation-Based Science Courses. Okay, Sherry, let's talk homeschool. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be here, Davis. So you uh, have a a good reputation and a wide um, selection of uh, creative products and resources that you've helped uh, Apology put together. Uh, but let's start with more of your background uh, in science. What got you started on this journey to uh, be involved in science, creation-based science, and curriculum authorship and teaching? You know, it's been an interesting journey. Um, I did not, I could not have uh, imagined that I would be doing this now when I was young, uh, but I started in college. I was attending a, uh, I was a young believer, young Christian in college. Um, I was going for a pre-med major um, with a marine science background or, or uh, um, emphasis. And one of the, it was a secular college. So one of the required courses was a course titled Evolution and the textbook for that course was Darwin's Origin of Species, which is the famous book that he wrote that proposed his whole idea that launched this theory of evolution. And so here I was reading my Bible for the very first time, which is God's word saying how all things came to be. At the same time, I'm reading this other book that was man's word on how they thought all things came to be. And it started me on this apologetic journey because from the get-go, I saw a lot of problems with evolutionary theory. And um, I began to see more and more design, more and more complexity. And as science has advanced over the years, um, that has been even more uh, obvious to see the huge complexity. Back in Darwin's day, what their understanding of a cell was basically a water balloon. They didn't really know all of the, the, the cities, the whole processes that go on in a single cell. So there is no simple organism. And that began me on my journey of apologetics. Then I began homeschooling our children and um, through kindergarten through 12th grade. And once you get pegged as a person who loves science in the homeschool community, I'm sure you know, um, people ask, hey, can you teach my kids? Can you teach my kids? And so we had an informal co-op at our home. And every week we'd have, I teach several science classes um, throughout the week, whatever my kids needed, I taught and we had other kids come. And um, I started to learn the differences between you know, some students learning, learning styles and others, which got me interested in um, getting a master's in education, uh, which helped further that understanding of how kids learn. And so that launched me on my journey of, of then writing curriculum and um, teaching. And I love it. I love talking about how we can see God's fingerprints in creation. I love to see the little light bulbs turn on when we, we explain concepts that really are not difficult, scientific concepts that are not difficult, but are scary because they have big words attached to them. Um, so when I see students just grasping something like that, it's just such a an excitement to me um, to see them do that. And then, all, of course, that brings God glory. Um, that's the whole purpose of all of this is to is to bring God glory when we see his creation. 
Now, I know the very first textbook that you helped author uh, at Apologia was marine biology. So uh, tell us a little bit about your um, background in that field and why it's uh, probably your expertise. Yes, that's that was my my main course of study. Even though I majored in pre-med, my um, my special emphasis was marine biology. I spent a semester in Barbados studying the ecosystems there. After I graduated, I worked at Walt Disney World's Living Seas Pavilion as an aquarist. It's a six million gallon aquarium at Epcot Center in Walt Disney World. And I was in charge of the predators and fish nutrition. I did research on shark behavior and published that. Um, just loved studying organisms of the ocean. Always had been a you know diver and snorkeler, live in Florida. So that was kind of a natural thing for me. Um, absolutely love learning about ocean animals. In fact, there, we know more about the surface of the moon than we know about the surface or the undersea part of our oceans, the, the floors of our oceans. So there's so much more to, to discover there. And, um, and so my opportunity to be working there at Disney gave me exposure to a lot of animals. Uh, we would collect them, we would care for them. And again, as I studied more about these organisms, um, it just it just showed me how there's, it's difficult to explain evolutionary theory through their amazing processes. And then um, had an opportunity to connect with Apologia. At that time, Apologia did not have a marine biology course. And so I was approached and asked to write that course for high school students. Um, so that started me on that journey of curriculum writing, which I absolutely love. And as homeschoolers, we moms and, and dads who homeschool, we sometimes have to write curriculum or, or at least write a plan for our kids. And so I had gotten into that mode of doing that from homeschooling our kids. So it wasn't that much of a jump to the next step of writing. Well, and you've continued that journey to Apologia by being the author of the new General Science third edition and making some great revisions for those junior high years when there's a major transition in the educational process and the maturity and development of a child. You did a great job to take a child and transition them from elementary to high school in that seventh and eighth grade time slot. But you also have quite a lot of videos that you're the voice and face uh, behind several of the subjects. So uh, it's great to have you on board. But let me ask you this question, because we're talking about uh, creation-based science. Why do you think it's important for students to learn science from a creation worldview? I feel like our students, um, adults alike, we're getting a lot of, um, of information from the media, from secular scientists who are very smart. Um, they have lots of letters after their names. Um, they have this really, you know, British accents and make them sound all smart and everything. And so, um, and mainstream media follows along with what they say, which is a secular viewpoint of how all things came to be. And so if we don't have any, any education or balance from the other side, from a creation-based science worldview, it's difficult for students to reconcile those two together. And so many students are afraid to talk about science. You know, they might be strong in their Christian faith, but they're, they're hesitant because that's one area that, you know, we as a, a greater church don't tend to discuss often enough. And so we don't know what to do with that. And so it, 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 it's a fearful thing for Christians, like, oh no, what if we discover that, you know, evolution did happen or, or there, there is, you know, God did, wasn't necessary for all things to come to be. And that's a very, that's a faith shaker in my opinion. And so it is, we should not be afraid to study science. I think that that's, that that should be our drive to want to study science, because if God 
created all things like he says he does in his word, then the more we study his creation, the more we learn about him. And that should be the drive. That's been the drive for scientists from the beginning of time to learn more about their creator by studying his creation. So I feel like it's very important for students to have exposure to science from a Christian worldview. Well, and like you said, in uh, 1859, Darwin published his book, or Of Origin of Species, and that started the debate that we think has been around for a long time. And yes, 150 years is a long time, but it's not the thousands of years when people were looking at things from a creation-based approach. So okay. there's been that whole uh, change there. And I want to ask you a question about secular science topics like evolution, but we're first going to take a break and then we'll come to that topic. So we want to thank our sponsor, Apologia Educational Ministries. Their mission is to help homeschooling families learn, live, and defend the Christian faith. Apologia is the number one publisher of creation-based curricula for homeschooling families with hundreds of number one awards. Now that's impressive, but more importantly, that's why Apologia is trusted by homeschooling families all across the USA and the world. Go to Apologia.com, a great place to explore creation. Well, welcome back. Uh, we are talking with Sherry Seligson, author of Exploring Creation with Marine Biology and Exploring Creation with General Science 3rd Edition, and the uh, name, face, and voice of several of the video instruction products that we have at Apologia. We've talked about her background uh, in marine biology, in homeschooling, and a little bit of her journey, and why it's important for students to learn science from a creation-based perspective. So let's continue the conversation by asking, how does Apologia cover secular topics such as evolution? You said when you were in college, you were reading the Bible, and then you're reading Darwin's book, and you're trying to do, be on this apologetic journey of your own. So tell us a little bit about how Apologia's courses cover these current and potentially difficult topics. Yeah, um, and most of these deal with um, evolution, which has to do with our life science courses. Um, there are some things about astronomy that we might touch on in our other courses, but it's important for students to hear, um, hear that. They need to understand what evolution is so, um, so that they can fully understand concerns, red flags, evolutionary theory, and be able to talk intelligently about it. So we're not not teaching evolution. In fact, we teach the processes of evolution, the theory as a theory, and what it is suggested by secular scientists. But then we go one step further and we talk about God's creation, um, how the creation story. And then we talk about from a scientific um, vantage point, from science that we've seen, evidences we've observed, things that help to bolster the fact that there's an intelligent designer behind what we see. We talk about uh, problems with evolutionary theory, um, red flags, um, issues with transitional organisms from one kind to another where we just don't find those, problems with carbon dating. Um, so we, we talk about even, even the problem of evolution itself that requires um, positive mutations that cause organisms to get more information and more complexity that we just don't see in the fossil record, um, problems with a lot of those issues that aren't talked about because secular scientists don't want to talk about those things because they're they're just they just feel like if we the more we study the more we'll we'll reconcile that the problem is they're not they're not they're not finding that they're finding um, more and more issues and so they're changing the definition of evolution on a regular basis 
um, because it's not fitting um, what they want it to say. So uh, it's important for us to study those things. And we do that particularly in our, our life science courses. But again, we talk a little bit about um, variable speed of light, things like that in the heavens um, as well in some of our other courses. Yeah, well, and I think part of the point there is that uh, we don't avoid the topic of evolution uh, and some of its intricacies and the way an evolutionist might debate their perspective uh, so that the students uh, taking an apology, of course, can see both sides of the coin and see that view, looking at science from a creation-based standpoint makes a lot of sense. Uh, and viewing the world from an evolutionary standpoint makes less and less sense the more you dive into the details. And uh, when it's just assumed as fact, then, uh, then you can run into those problems. But uh, just taking the time to look at it deeply and carefully and all the arguments is a, is a great thing for the students to go through and basically do their own apologetics research by taking a course and going through a module or two. Right. And actually, you know, the, the main point is science cannot prove anything. Science is a, is a methodical way of studying our world around us. So when you hear someone say science has proven X, Y, or Z, that's a red flag in itself. What we do is we look at observations, we see things, and then we, we make suggestions, hypotheses, um, educated suggestions based on those observations. And so both of those guesses, what or whether they're educated guesses towards a secular creation type of creation or a, a Christian type of creation, neither of those, it requires a it requires a measure of faith. Let me just say that it requires faith. And um God desires that. He desires our faith, but he makes it plain. You know, one of my favorite verses, uh Romans 1, 19 and 20, for what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. That's why we, that God gives us his revelation in his word, and he also gives us his revelation in creation. Well, and you're basically alluding to the fact that with science, you come up with a hypothesis, and then you do experiments to try and validate or invalidate or refine the understanding. And so Talking about experiments, science is uh, the type of subject that people say, oh, there's probably going to be some labs in a homeschool setting. How do I do that? I, I mean, a dissection can kind of make sense. I'll get the frog and we'll get the dissection kit and we'll do it. But what about all those other experiments? Is there expensive equipment? Um, how does it? How is that possible uh, to do a science course, especially in a high school level, in a home setting. You know, that's one of the things I love about Apologia. Um, Apologia is a science curriculum written for homeschoolers, not um, written for school, or private schools that has been tweaked to fit homeschooling, but it's written for homeschooling, understanding that homeschoolers um, are, you know, in the home and they don't necessarily have an entire lab set up in their, in their home. And so we have designed experiments using household materials, things you can get from the grocery store or the hardware store inexpens as inexpensively as possible so that students can um, see very solid science experiments and explore those concepts without having to buy, you know, super expensive or unsafe materials. Um, now, in, in some of our courses, for example, in biology, where there's microscopes and um, we have dissections, what we've done for those kind of courses, our human anatomy courses like this as well, there's three types of labs. 
And we recommend that students do at least two of those three. So we have household labs, um, dissection labs, and microscope labs. So if a, a family is just not able to have access to a microscope, they can do the household labs and the uh, dissection labs, and they've got a good solid experiment-based, lab-based science course. Now, they also can still do the microscope uh, material by looking online at the different you know, images of those organisms and things we want them to see, because you can find those online as well. And so they can still go through the process. They just won't get the actual microscope um, ex you know, use uh, experience. You also may have some students who are just completely adverse to, adverse to doing um averse to doing dissections. And so if they did the microscope labs and the household labs, that's also very, um, very good. They could go online and do virtual dissections or they can watch someone else do dissections. So that is there's some, there's definitely education happening there because diagrams just don't look like real life. Diagrams are cartoon versions of real life. And we want students to appreciate that complexity that living organisms have. So, um, but we make it so that they don't have to buy expensive materials. Um, and when we do have recommended materials, we get them as reasonably priced as possible. Um, we do have a lab kit for chemistry that's using the glassware that's that's um, not extremely expensive. And oftentimes any of those experiments in chemistry will suggest if you don't have a beaker, for example, you can use a clear glass, a juice glass or something. So we give options. So that way um, it is available and accessible to as many families as possible. Right. And we often tell folks that uh, if you do the microscope experiments, the microscope is probably the most expensive piece to any of these labs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. So, uh, okay. So, the, so it's possible to do experiments in a homeschool setting. So that's, yes. that's awesome. And we got a creation-based lineup of, of science courses. What if for a parent, science just isn't their thing? If they're, they're not a techie, they science and math, are, they're in the liberal arts side where maybe English or history or politics or philosophy is more their strength. So if science isn't their you know, wheelhouse, what can a parent do to help their child succeed who may have a budding interest in a science subject? You know, that's another great thing about the Apologia curriculum. Um, first of all, the, the books themselves I tell students they're they're um, they're kind of disguised like a textbook because they're not a textbook. They actually speak in conversational format to the student as if the student is hearing someone sharing information to them. So it's using pronouns and 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 having dialogue. So it's very readable, very engaging, very understandable as they read. Because again, we understand that students may not be in a classroom, and so we want them to use that text. But then. If a student still wants more or needs a little bit more, we offer a lot of other helps. We have um, extra instruction with each course that a student buys. In the front of the book, there's a website they can go to that has uh, more information on each um, each, cop, uh, each concept. Um, so they can see videos and extra information, extra details. Maybe they're fascinated by one specific area and they want to deep dive further. We have those on our free site that students can go to um, when they get that course. We also have um, instructional videos for our middle school and high school courses where a, it takes a student through section by section every single part of the course where a teacher is actually instructing the student on all of the concepts. And we don't just have a teacher standing in front of the screen because that's not fun to watch and not engaging. 
So we actually use animations and diagrams and movable things. So when they're looking at DNA replicating, the, the DNA structure is moving and changing as the narration goes on so they can observe what's going on. Um, and then we take them to places so they can see scientific concepts. And we talk about migration. We are in Africa during the wildebeest migration and watching what's happening as we discuss some of these concepts so that students can see this is real, this is exciting, this is engaging, and we want them to catch these concepts in a way that they can remember. So we also have uh, videos of every single experiment in those instructional video courses. Um, and then on top of that, we have more. We have the Apologia Academy for students who want maybe an instructor that they can dialogue with and other students who are part of that course so that they're, um, they've got some maybe external accountability. I know as a homeschool mom, sometimes that's a great thing where, you know, you've got something due and someone's expecting it. So it's going to get done uh, rather than saying, well, I don't feel like doing it this week. Let's put it off. So there's that amazing accountability. It offers um, exams that are graded um, and different options. You can watch the recorded material where there's no graded exams. You can also go to the next step and have the live courses um, that you would do at a specific time, just like attending an in-person classroom where the students will meet once a week with their with their teachers and other co-students and they submit tests, the tests get graded, they get a grade. So we have every single um, possibility to help students, to help parents come alongside parents to help their students uh, learn science from a solid um, foundational science and as well as from a creation-based standpoint. Well, thank, yeah, thank you for mentioning several of the places people can go. There's You referenced the Book Extras website, which is all free and comes uh, with the course. And like you say, in the intro and how to use the course, there'll be a link and password and everything to get access to Book Extras for a given title. So you have the Book Extras, uh, but then you also mentioned the live online instruction, the video on demand, which is basically recordings of the live courses. Uh, and then uh, we also have what's called a self-paced course. So those are the three digital formats. Uh, and self-paced is uh, the textbook online, uh, the video instruction online, even the audio book, which we have for every course. A student can listen while they're reading the videos of the experiments and all the fantastic video instruction you did I love that you mentioned that many of them are on site. I mean, these are really well done, well thought out videos to bring it to alive and be very engaging. And so then there's the physical textbook, student notebook, tests and solutions manual, where a student can do it completely on their own independently if that's their preference. And right. And just a point about that too when we give answers to tests, we don't just say B or no or yes. We'll give the answer and then we'll give an explanation because we want students to understand why the answer is the way it is. Or if a parent is grading, we want the parent to be able to explain to the student what the answer is and why it is so that parents don't have to know everything about science for, in order to facilitate this course. And you mentioned the audiobooks. One thing I love about the audiobooks is the book literally read word for word out loud so that students can hear as they're reading along. And that really helps students who are maybe a little more easily distracted. Um, I have a son who has ADHD and it helped him get through physics. I mean, all the way through physics because he could, he could focus more. He was more of an auditory learner and it really helped him stay focused as he's reading along in the book. So we offer you know, all of, 
uh, all of the things that different learners need, different types of learning styles will need. Um, so like you said, self-paced, just the video on its own, academies, if they need more interaction, all of those to help parents and students get the solid Christian education that they need for science. Yeah, very good. So as we wrap up this conversation, is there any parting words you'd like to share with uh, our listeners to uh, primarily let them know the importance of their students taking a creation-based science and not just any science uh, or anything about some of the courses that uh, you've helped put together? Any last words of wisdom? I would just say that it, I know science is scary for a lot of families. I mean, I, I get that. And I know that that horrible feeling of not feeling comfortable um, being responsible for teaching your children. Not And people are like, well, yeah, you know science, so that's not easy for you to say. But hey, I homeschooled my kids and I knew nothing about literature and poetry and things like that. I mean, in poetry, the guy's been dead for 300 years. I don't know what he was thinking when he was writing that poem. So I had to learn those things. And it was very intimidating to me as well. But I want to encourage families that um, there are helps out there for you. And Apologia wants to come alongside and help you to um, give your children all of the possibilities that are out there. Just because you don't like science doesn't mean that, you know, God in his wisdom may give you a scientist. And um, what an opportunity you have to give them everything they need so they can thrive for whatever God has for them in the future. And God has given us these things for himself. Um, one of my favorite verses is Colossians 117, for he is before all things and in him, all things hold together. God is upholding it. God just didn't create the world and let it, let it go on its own. He is engaged with us. He is upholding it all. If he moves his hand away from me, I fall apart. So we want our kids to see that. We want them to catch that excitement. They don't necessarily have to know every single step in photosynthesis, but we want them to appreciate and love God's creation so that they are firm in their faith um, as they go out into the world as we launch them. Well, as always, we have to bring these great conversations to a close. But thank you all for listening. We hope you'll join us again next time. And if you liked what you heard, please write a review, share it with your friends, or send us an email. The address is podcast at apologia.com. This is Let's Talk Homeschool, and our guest today has been Sherry Seligson. I'm your host, Davis Carmen. And this podcast is sponsored by Apologia Educational Ministries. Go to Apologia.com, a great place to explore creation. Have a great day, and until next time, we are walking by faith and enjoying the homeschooling adventure of